Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. We are in a special series right now on Mondays and Fridays called Ennea Summer 2021. The Enneagram is a personality typing system and a tool we love around here because of how it helps us know ourselves better and love our people better. It's just a tool, one of many that can help with personal growth and one that we find really interesting and helpful. And a quick note, if you want to learn more about the origins of the Enneagram, you can go to yourenneagramcoach.com slash origins and read all about it there. During any summer, we talk with both a male and a female who identify as each type. These are my staff or my friends or friends of friends who are just normal people who found the Enneagram helpful for understanding themselves better. Of course, they don't represent everything about their number, nor do they represent every person who identifies as this number. But I think they all do a beautiful job telling us about themselves and giving us an invitation into their own lives. And we're doing something a little different during any summer 2020. We're focusing on where each type goes in stress and where they go in security. Be sure to go back and listen to our conversations with the eights and the nines. Y'all have loved those. Me too. And to the intro episode with my friend and Enneagram coach, Haley Watkins, if you missed those. Today on the show, we have our Enneagram Ones, also known as the Reformers or Perfectionists. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. It's Fallon and Brad, but we're also going to hear some thoughts about Ones from one of our favorite Enneagram experts, Suzanne Stabile. And after that, Fallon and Brad will give us their responses and share more about how they experience the world as Ones. So here's my conversation with our Ennea Summer 2021 Type Ones, Brad and Fallon. Brad and Fallon, have y'all ever, y'all are friends in real life. Friends in real life. For a long time, right? Yeah, for a while. Yeah, probably 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've all known each other since Midtown. Yeah. Yeah. You're still at Midtown. Still at Midtown. Are you still at Midtown? No, I'm at Church of the City. That's right, Church Mm -hmm. of the City. We're just representing the three of the churches here in Nashville. Have y'all ever talked together about that you're both ones? I think we've acknowledged that we're both ones, but I don't know if we've gotten into like deep theological or, you know. No, I don't think I've ever said the phrase inner critic to you. Yeah, no. But yeah. y'all have big but feels wait. about the inner critic. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's there. Or she. All right, right. That's interesting. Is it a he mm-hmm. or she? Or right. is it both of them? I actually think it's a male voice. Interesting. Do you yeah. have a do you know Brad in your head? Your I would say that's like I'm kind of jealous of how attuned you are to it. It's probably my voice. Yeah. Is mm. what I would say. Like when I'm not great, maybe. But I think that's even the goal is to make him or her a friend. And I, I don't yeah. know if I'm there yet. Right. Fallon, is Brad the voice in your head? <laughs> is Brad, Stop, the, Brad the inner critic this in point on, and that's in your head? Yes. Yeah. yeah, for real. Anytime I feel it, that's what I'm going to say is like yeah. Brad. Brad. I think it's a male because I associate it when it's unhealthy with the Lord, mm. with God. Oh, interesting. Of like, oh, is this how the Lord is responding to my choices or my... Reactions. Oh, I something. bet that's a real thing ones have to separate is the inner critic and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have never thought about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. How do you know the difference? I think I'm learning to associate it with who I know the character of God is. Hmm. If it's condemning, if it's mean, I'm like, that can't be the Lord. That's not how he talks to me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But if it's discerning, if it's, you know, kind but honest, mm-hmm. then I'm like, that sounds more like the way Jesus would probably talk to me? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I would say, you know, I mean, it gets kind of like deep a little bit quick, but, you know, the, the devil is a great deceiver, and yeah. I think he works in our mm. minds. Like, and maybe as a one, I, I just like my catch is to go from my mind down to my heart. Mm. And so I just know that like that's that's my version of the inner critic is like I start to get real heady. I start, start to like everything's yes. thinking. Yes. And then I, you know, my main, my growth pattern for me, I would, I'd be so intrigued to hear what you say, but it's just to kind of ask myself, like, where are you right now? You know, like, how are you feeling? Mm. And it kind of gets me back to just feeling human, yeah. you know? And so that's like, that's probably the, like my version of the inner critic is like, it feels like something's going up here mm-hmm. that's that like, and, and it's wanting me to stay in my head when the work is for me to get down to like, to my heart, you yeah. know, and say, where are you? What's going on? How are you feeling? Yeah. And that gets just, just gets me feeling human again and not, not some need to have it all put together, Yeah, you know? No, I totally relate to that. And I think the way that the voice, that critic talks to me, I know that that's not the way that I would talk to a friend. Mm. 
And so why is that voice talking to me like that? And yeah. that's where I can be like, no, that's not that's not right, or that's that's not healthy, or that's not the way the Lord would talk to me. Like, yeah. I want to be able to talk to myself like I would a friend, and that critic a lot of the time does not talk to yep. me like a friend. And, and I think that's where, like, when did you, well, now we don't have to get to that question, but no, I'm go. wondering, like, even how long have you known you're a one? So this is funny. Back in 2015 is when I kind of heard the stirring of the mm-hmm. Enneagram. Okay, People 15. started talking about yeah. it. And I took the test, and I typed as a two, huh. or I tested as a type two. And for me, I was like, that's great. It's funny. Most people say when they read about their number, they're like, oh, gross. Like, oh, that one's hard to read. For me, reading the two, I was like, I like the two. They're loving. They're uh-huh. kind. They're caring. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that's me. I'm a two. And it probably wasn't till like three years later that I realized I was connecting with the behaviors of a two, mm. not the motivations. Oh, yeah. interesting. And so totally. once I flipped that understanding and read through the rest of the types and was like, what about motivation? Which one Which one am I connecting on when mm-hmm. I think of it like that? That's how I am with seven and eight. It mm-hmm. was like, oh, a one. Mm-hmm. I'm about justice and goodness and black and white, right and wrong, mm-hmm. wanting to be, be my best version. Um, that switch was like, wow, okay. No, the one is really yeah. where I feel When did known. you know, Brad? Well, and I was, you know, even some of my question was like, I think that's, it's also, I mean, it's, it's probably been 10 years, you know, for whatever, I feel like my brother Dave was really early on with it, mm-hmm. you know? And so like we were, as a family, I just went online and took a test, I think ninetypes.com or something mm-hmm. like, like one of those old school, you know, yeah. one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. And I think it was so new to me that I hadn't even read anything yet. I was just like, let's see what it says. Like we were, cause we were all kind of doing it at the same time, if I remember correctly. Yep. And one was way up there because I think I was expecting to be a three because okay. Dave was really thinking I was a three mm-hmm. um, and, or, a, or a seven. But I think mainly my family thought I was a three for a number of reasons. But uh, one was just off the charts. And mm-hmm. so it was just kind of like, it was just one of those where, and I kept taking the test. I'm just like, really? Mm-hmm. But truthfully, it was like, I read the one and it was like, it was almost like this experience where like wherever I went around the room, the, the words were still looking at me. It was like that uncomfortable, <laughs> it's like almost that uncomfortable feeling. Like those like, paintings where the eyeball yes. follows Yeah, you. like it kept following me. And I was just yeah. like, and it was this, un- it was uncomfortable, but also like, it was a pretty powerful moment because I'm like, this thing knows me in a way that yes. I don't even know myself. Like yes. this has words for me and yes. terms for me that like yes. I never knew. The words, uh-huh. But that's, I think that's where for me, like in some ways, being that it's been a number of years and it's been in and out when I've really pressed into it, pressed out of it with mm-hmm. personal work around it. But there is just, there has, there's just been growth. Like I can feel the inner critic in a way that I didn't when I started the journey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so mm-hmm. having that long database has been so helpful because yeah. I, I feel like I can kind of just feel it coming on. And I'm like, you're, you're getting in that space. Dude, you me know, too. You're, you're going to, in, in my case, I'd say like, I can feel my foreness mm-hmm. big oh, yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I know what it, I kind of know what it looks like. Know yes. what it, mm-hmm. You know, know it, knows how it, you know, knows how it shows up. And so yeah. it's been the benefit of just, it's been such a gift to me. Like yeah. it's such, such a gift to me personally yeah. to have reference. It's like a check engine light, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm totally. okay. I'm not, I need some self-care or whatever yeah. that thing is that I need yeah. to do. But, mm-hmm. but having a body of like 10 years of doing it, it's sure. been such a gift, you know, but it started with that experience of just like this thing is weird. Yeah. This is like weird. This is like, I don't know what this How thing is. It, know? it yeah. knows me. It just knows me. Yes. You know? Y'all are doing this exactly right, by the way. So oh, thank you. Eight minutes in, six <laughs> minutes in, you're doing it right. Right. <laughs> Fallon, will you kind of introduce yourself? Say, yeah. uh, and y'all can say as much of this as you want to, your mm-hmm. age, your marital mm-hmm. status, whether you have any mm-hmm. kids, and what you do for work. Will you just kind of sure. give us an overview of who you are? And then we'll listen to Suzanne describe the ones. Um, and see what y'all think about that. Great. Um, so I'm Fallon. I'm 32, about to be 33 in June. Jesus here. And I'm single. And I work for the That Sounds Fun Network. You run the That Sounds Fun Network. <laughs> I run the That yes. Sounds Fun yes. Network. Yes, you do. Brad, introduce yourself. Yes. Uh, Brad Barnes. I am a financial advisor. I was like, I mean, like, this is a game where I'm like, what's the order I should say this in, you know? <laughs> But yeah, financial advisor just recently got married. Yes. COVID times, Woo-hoo. August. So lovely. 2020. Yeah, so we got married in the middle of it all, and it was an incredibly yeah. awesome wedding mm. somehow in the midst of it all. But married, been living in Nashville for 13 years now. Yeah. Wow. Me too. We yeah. moved here like weeks apart. Yeah. I remember yeah. That, that house you lived yeah, like mm-hmm. around there, around the corner from 
yeah. uh, Belmont. Yeah, that's exactly that. right. Yeah, Brad, let's have a memory. Let's run down memory lane to about a decade ago where I ha- we had a financial meeting and he <laughs> literally looked at everything and said, you just don't have enough money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Am I lying? Am I lying? Oh, uh, well, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's he amazing. He was like, shuffle paper, shuffle paper. Hey, Annie, uh, you can't live off of this. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, and the attempt was towards love, lovingness, because you, you were just, you were, you were being so like, you were being such a good steward. You were like, I want to do this well. And I'm like, you just have an issue with the income. <laughs> You know, because you were so in your budget, you were oh doing everything God. so well. Oh. I wanted just to free you up in a way and just like objectively say, yeah. there's something happening here it's that needs to be. not enough coming not in. Enough. <laughs> yeah. This was long before this was my job when we were still trying to do this. And oh. man, I, it is one of my favorite, of my life, it's one of my favorite memories. That is hilarious. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Fido. That's good. You just, everything's good except the actual number. So. You were doing so good. I was just like, there's just a, there's a critical ingredient here that needs to be here that's oh not currently, gosh. currently here being the cure. Isn't that great? Oh, man. Um, okay, so let's listen to Suzanne Stabile as she'll describe ones to us, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts on what she says. Uh, ones on the Enneagram are called many things. I call them the perfectionist, and they don't want me to, but I'm, I'm going to anyway. <laughs> and the reason I'm going to continue to do that is because they are seeking perfection in thought and word and deed. And honestly, we need people mm-hmm. who are seeking perfection. And we need people who want the best. We need people who pay attention to details The gift, unfortunately, comes with a burden or a thorn in our Christian language. And that is that nines have a, I mean ones, I'm sorry, ones have an internal critic that literally criticizes them all the time. Starts when they're children, and the critic talks incessantly about things that ones do wrong, but the critic never gives you an girl. There's never a, boy, you did a good job with that. And ones, because they don't evaluate themselves objectively, because they always see the negative, or they always see what's wrong, because of that, they lean into the critic or that critical voice, believing that Whatever they've accomplished in their life, they got there because they had that help. Mm -hmm. And so they see the critic as a friend, and it's absolutely not. Wow, no. And what happens as a result of that is if ones are criticized by other people, they don't take it well because they're being criticized constantly by a voice nobody else hears, Mm -hmm. right? And when ones criticize other people, they're often pretty harsh but they have intentionally been softer with the other person than the voices are with them. Wow. So they think they've done a good thing there. They so think what we're hearing from them is softer than what they're hearing in their heads. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And so in a relationship with a one, there are three voices. There's never, that voice is always there. And it becomes the responsibility of those of us who love ones who know the Enneagram to be careful about embarrassing them in public, to not tease them, they don't do that well, to not um, negate. We can't, you can't negate what they share because it's patronizing. So if a one is working on something, trying to make it perfect, and we say to them, oh, it's good enough. Well, it's not good enough to them. Mm-hmm. So that's patronizing. Mm-hmm. And in the reality of it not being good enough to them, the only thing we can offer is, how can I help you have that be what you want or need it to be? Wow. And I think we all have to know that uh, criticism is how ones love us. So uh, I've run into people around the country when I'm speaking and teaching from time to time in place to place who will say, you know, I had to tell my husband that criticism is not my love language. 
Right, right. Right? Right. But when one's uh, offer that they're offering it from a, a, the right place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ones are um, constantly aware of all the things that are wrong around them. It's how they see. Mm-hmm. So that makes it excruciating to be in some situations sure. where everything that they in their visual field mm-hmm. is wrong and they're trying to be present to people or to what is. It takes a long time to learn to see in a way that includes everything that's happening. Wow. You, you can never change how you see. Mm-hmm. All you can do is change what you do with how you see. Yes. She's lovely. She feels so like safe. <laughs> she does. I like she, I can listen to you. Yeah, forever. I want her to be my friend. Yeah, <laughs> she can be. She feels like a fairy godmother. She does. <laughs> I right? was like, I'm Suzanne. She was talking. I'm like, you know me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that it's your so thoughts helpful. when you hear? Her? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely parts that I was like, man, yes, and it's hard to hear that. That is what I'm like. Primarily, just knowing how judgmental and critical I can be. The difference that I see in myself is a lot of it happens in my head and I filter it out before I share it. That's what I was going to say is I've never experienced either of y'all being as critical as some of the ones I've experienced before. I feel like both of you, are you both choosing to filter it before it comes out? Yes. For me, it's, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's what's, it's like, it's just the reality of when she talks about how, how much harder we are, it's almost like a vulnerable to say that because we can be so critical out loud. But the truth is, that's what's just almost scary about it with ones is that we can just, we're actually being worse to ourselves. Yeah. Like it's just, which is shocking. And it's, honestly. and it really is. That was the part, even, you know, reading about the wine when I started to get into it. It's like, it's, it was, it, it was wildly freeing. I will say for that, it was maybe hard to read or whatever, but it was wildly freeing to realize mm-hmm. that oh, I'm not, I'm uniquely this. You know, yeah. other people maybe don't deal with this because I just, it can be so lonely. I think it, every number is lonely in its own right. Like I'm, yeah, right. I'm this way and others aren't, you know, it's, there's a loneliness, I think with every single number, but I think the loneliness of the one for me is that it's like, for me, I don't know what you would say, but it's like this constant fear of like, I'm too much, you know, that's something I have mm-hmm. to, I've had to really battle, yeah. like work at, like I'm too much because what's going on inside me, the moment if, if I let the dam break and actually let that water out. It's going to wash away the people I love. Mm. You know, there's that feeling as a one. I'm like, I've got to hold back me so that everybody around me is like, okay, like in some ways, you know, like that seems (laughs) kind of dramatic, but it really is. There's a, there's a absolutely a filtering that happens. I think, you know, truthfully for me of just like, I'm really scared for you to really see the real me. Now I think in the same vein, like I'll say something that I'm just so beyond thankful for is friend, you know, friends, you know, just that. Can I can be me with, and I can even get sideways, and it can spill out, you know, and I can lose control for the moment, and they're like, "It's okay, yeah. you know, we're we're still here." I mean, that's beyond that's that's been beyond freeing, but yeah, that's my example of it. I don't know what you would say. So. I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. I think the way I filter it is with my community and my friends. I I do have those people where I can, I feel like I can completely kind of, like you said, let the dam break open a little bit more than I usually do with them. Mm -hmm. And they still say, that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay that you feel that way. That's okay that that's a fear that you have or a frustration. But I think one of the reasons why I hold back is I have these people because I've presented myself in a certain way that they've accepted. Mm -hmm. And so there's, Mm -hmm. there's this fear of like, yeah, but if I break the dam even wider... At what point are they going to be like, that's too much. I don't want to choose you anymore because Mm -hmm. you've now revealed this about Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's why the filter is important to me because Mm -hmm. I guess there's a fear of, you know, like you said, Mm -hmm. being too much at at what point is, are you too much? And, Mm -hmm. um, And I know like the people in my life that are like my core, core people, I know that I could put it all out there and I have a confidence that they would still be there and they would accept me because we're human and we're broken in all different ways. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the fear speaks louder mm-hmm. and it keeps, it keeps, you know, my true self closer than I would like it to be sometimes. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's where, 
you know, so much of, I think the journey for all of us maybe with these numbers is, is learning your own number in a way where, you know, you give yourself some grace at the end of the day. Cause yeah. it, you know, truthfully, it's just, that's, I really am my own worst critic. Yes. You know, most yes. folks, what I found truthfully at the end of the day is most folks are giving me way more grace than I'm giving myself. Absolutely. So even those moments where I feel like I've faced rejection, you know, it hasn't gone well. Maybe, that, you know, somebody's not a safe play. I mean, to use that kind of verbiage. Yeah. I think the key is for me to come back to myself, you know, cause I think that's where I love what she said about it's a, it's its own journey with these numbers to realize what gift there is. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to squelch what I hate. I mean, I guess the perfection word, you know, mm-hmm. but there is beauty there. Like I, I'm, you know, very driven. I'm very ethical, you know, like in my work, you know, it's like one of those things I'm, I'm very grateful for the oneness that shows up in my work, mm-hmm. you know, very thorough, very detailed. I mean, my clients benefit, I would say from that side of it. And so it's also like really learning how to like, let yourself just struggle a little bit and be messy and know it's not always going to go well because there's and there's a good side there's a great side to this that comes out Mm -hmm. and it's best days Mm -hmm. and it's going to come out some bad ways the other days Mm -hmm. you know but just realize and i think that's the part especially as a one the journey of like realizing the gift of your number can be really hard because it just seems so blatantly bad you know like (laughs) who wants to be a radical perfectionist right right but that's even something i'll do with friends is i'll say it i'm just like hey i'm I'm your perfect, you know, the perfectionist here. I got some things I got to say. And, you know, it's like just saying it out loud and like learning to humanize, you know, the part of like, you know, it takes me 10 minutes to buy a shirt in a store. Some other person walks in and, you know, they just pick up a shirt and walk out. I'm like, that's terrifying to me. No, (laughs) Unless you did research before you went to the store and you knew exactly what you wanted, then you can grab it. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Research is so key. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Brad, what's Allie? She's a six. Okay. Yeah. So... Has getting married allowed you to open that dam more? Is that felt like? <laughs> mm. I'm sorry, I just laughed. I don't know what that laugh, I don't know what that laugh means. Nervous laugh. Maybe to know. I don't know. No, I'm just the dam opens. I mean, I think that's what I would just say with marriage is like you can try your darndest. You know, that's been my experience. I mean, you were eight months in. You know, so, but you can. The thing is with marriage that's so so beautiful and painful and beautiful and painful and beautiful and all that is just that you can try your hardest to hide and it's just not it can only last so long when mm. you're when you're married you know yeah. and so it's like it just kind of has to come out sideways mm. but i think that's what's really profound about i'll just say with us is like i mean Allie's amazing and she yeah. gives me space to be that and we mm. fight and it's ugly and then we you know, we're committed, you know, it's like the beauty of marriage. It's like, so I think that's where there's just, it's a, it's a massive gift, but even knowing the numbers, we know with Allie being fear-based, it was a, it's been a lot of work for me to let her have her fear, you know, Mm -hmm. and not take it so personally. And, you know, that's, you know, getting to the sick side of things, but it's just knowing the numbers and knowing how to let each other have space to be human and that's who they are and this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would say. But it's, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't control that as much and it's just going to come out. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can only do it for, so. in my experience, yeah. you know, maybe it's just us. Yeah. I don't know if this is a, na- a naive thought or a hopeful thought, but I think that's what makes me really excited about marriage is I feel like for a, my personality being a one, that release of just getting to be myself mm-hmm. and knowing that person is committed and staying and is not going to go anywhere, I look forward to that mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. Because I don't know if I'll ever feel like I can truly get there with my friends. Maybe I have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I just feel like in marriage, once you've made that commitment and, you know, you've chosen the journey to be sanctified together what other place am I going to be that open and that, mm. you know, exposed and know that the person's not going to leave? And so for mm. me, that's one main thing I desire about marriage is just that mm. openness and that relief of like, here I am. Mm. And you say, yep, I choose you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll say too, as a one, you know, something I deeply resonate with, with the one is, you know, they talk about pleasure being a really hard space for a one because yes. we're so duty oriented. Yes. Yeah. And so I think for marriage, there's times where I have to just, it's, it's almost painful, the pleasure you get from marriage mm-hmm. as a one, you know, you're just kind of like, this person really enjoys me, mm-hmm. like really just like misses me, mm-hmm. like wants to just watch <laughs> a movie with me. You know, it's like, yeah. it's actually painful. You know, like to sit in that with her and just trust, like, do you really mean that you like, Uh, like me, you know, like you enjoy me? Like as a one, that's like, it's almost painful, you know, like in the, just the receiving of that, you're like, 
I have to just trust you when you say that. Yeah. Because my inner critic, especially my, you know, I've got good days where I'm like, yeah, I'm the best. Of course, you're there. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, totally. it's not always there. But, you know, in my, in those dark nights of the soul and wherever where I'm feeling disconnected, it's like for her to miss me and just want to be with me, it's like, you know, you have to trust mm-hmm. it. You know, it's yeah. like, that's a work mm-hmm. to say, I, I believe you, yeah. you know. Hey, friends, just taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partner, your Enneagram coach. Have you ever shared the Enneagram with someone in a way that helped and encouraged them? Do you enjoy coming alongside people to champion them as they journey towards help in themselves and their relationships? If your answer to one of those questions is yes, you're going to love hearing about this special opportunity. Y'all, it's no secret since we're in the middle of Enneagram Summer 2021 that we love how helpful the Enneagram is around here. And your Enneagram coach, Beth McCord, is one of our go-to Enneagram experts. In fact, you can hear her on every episode of Enneagram Summer 2019. But did you know that Beth and her team actually certify Enneagram coaches? They have over a thousand Enneagram coaches worldwide, including our expert this year, Haley Watkins. These coaches are literally changing their own lives by building a flexible and successful career, doing something they're passionate about. But more importantly, they're helping others grow, heal, and flourish using the powerful tool of the Enneagram from a Christian perspective. Beth's certification program opens a few times each year and it's opening soon. But before it opens, Beth wanted to give my friends the opportunity to explore this further. So right now you can register for Beth's mini course, Core Essentials for Enneagram Coaching for free. If you're even slightly curious about what an Enneagram coach is or what they do, and if it might be a good fit for you, then Core Essentials for Enneagram Coaching is an important training tool for you. And for a limited time, Beth is offering this mini course to our friends for free, which is unbelievable. So learn more and sign up for your free core essentials from Enneagram Coaching mini course at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash TSF, the letters TSF. And if you're listening to this episode after enrollment is closed, you can still sign up to be notified next time registration opens at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash TSF. Like that sounds fun. TSF. And now back to our conversation with Brad and Fallon. Let's talk about that pleasure side. Because when y'all are in security, mm-hmm. you go toward a seven. That's what yeah. you do, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I'll, I'll say again for our friends who are only listening to the ones, if people have been listening all along, they've heard this. But one of the things Suzanne says is you're, where you go in stress and where you go in security, both are for you. Mm-hmm. There isn't a good and a bad. But first, we'll talk about how y'all go toward a seven in security. So let's listen yeah. to Suzanne describe that and y'all can respond. Thankfully, and I'm I'm uber thankful for this. One's insecurity go to seven. Yes, come on over. <laughs> I think that's just exactly how alluring it is. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how they hear it. Yeah. Come on over here. <laughs> um, generally, that only happens when they're away from home. Wow. So when ones are on vacation, when they now you can't. If you're a one and you have a lake house, you, that's not away from home. You mm-hmm. still have all the list of stuff you have to make right there. But when they go on a real vacation away from home, then they move to seven and they have the most lovely time being free. Mm-hmm. And because there's not so much for them to do during vacation, there's not so much from the voice, from the critic. Okay. Which is also lovely. And, you you know, you got to have that. You have to have it. Otherwise, you don't know that there's a place inside of you that can be comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I, over the years, have said to young parents and young people who are in graduate school and old people and everybody, I've said, I understand that to go away for 24 hours a month would be a sacrifice. I get that all the way through. So I've thought about it carefully. And everyone on the planet needs to go away from their home for 24 hours once a month in order to get in touch with a place where there is no critic. True. Amen. Start planning vacations once a month. Oh my gosh. It's almost like a. It's almost like a. 
like a, a case study, like to yeah. watch it happen. Yeah. You, I get to, let's see, you know, if I'm going east, if I get to Mount Juliet, sure. it's like a, oh, <laughs> like the music changes. Like I'm like, yes. yeah, let's listen to something, you know, let's listen oh to something gosh. fun, you know. I mean, yes. it is com- if I get in the, if I, once I walk in the airport, I love being in the airport. Yes. I'm going somewhere. You too, pal. Oh my gosh. For me, vacation equals this, you're sp- supposed to rest. Uh-huh. Hmm. But like a weekend at home, you know, where you're supposed Staycations to have your Staycations don't cut it. No, staycation, no. Uh, nope. It, vacation equals permission to rest. And that means getting out of your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's. And it, that that's honestly one for me. I don't know what you would say, but yeah. I almost like stumbled into that. Like mm. I've, I would say the last three or four years, thankfully, I mean, I, you know, I just love to travel. And, mm-hmm. but I, it was almost like I realized it after the fact, I'm like, oh, this is like maybe why you do this so much. Cause I just, when I travel, I like me, like mm-hmm. I like being with yes. me more, you when know, it's like, I travel, and so I, like me. I yes. just love being, I'm like, I'm, I'm so fun. We are so fun. We're so fun, <laughs> you know? And especially that's the but best because, because because you don't have what responsibility. I mean, you still have to keep yourselves alive. Yeah, but like th- your your surroundings, the experience is new, mm-hmm. and there's like permission to just like own that newness. And there's not really a responsibility attached to like, oh, I know this surrounding. This is how it's supposed to happen. It's more like this is new to me, so I have the freedom to mm-hmm. kind of discover. Yeah, you know, the experience. Yeah, maybe I would say like responsibilities that. that maybe there's no, also just no rules. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking like yeah. when I go to a new place, especially because I also like to go to new places. And th- yeah. this is something Allie and I just really love doing together, which is really fun. We love to travel. And it's um, I think, you know, when you go to a new city, there's no right way to do it. I don't feel the wow. heaviness of like the rules. Like what mm-hmm. are you supposed to do here? It's just kind of like, who knows? It's our first time here. Yeah. And I, it's like one of the few times I give myself grace to just like, well, let's just see what we do. Let's just have yeah. some fun here. You know, it's just such a different thing. So maybe no rules, you know? The only thing I see my oneness, like, traveling with me when I go on vacation is I don't like to waste time. Hmm. Like, when I go to a place, I want to make sure that I'm making the most of my time. Mm-hmm. So that comes with, like, planning beforehand, hmm. you know, making a list of things you want to see. I'm pretty flexible when I'm on vacation to, like, discover new things. Mm-hmm. But if I go on vacation without a plan... That stresses me out because I think huh. like, oh, I don't want to waste time. Like this is valuable time mm-hmm. that I'm taking away. I want to make sure to make the most of it. So that's where I see like my oneness like carrying over to vacation. But I also, you know, experience a flexibility of discovering whatever that. Yeah. So the other three hundred and forty to three hundred and fifty days a year. How do you that when you're not able to travel? How do you tap into your security <sighs> number? What does it look like when you do you not get to? I don't like that question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What would you say? Found you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of hoping you how give me I, an idea. How do I wait? Will you ask that yeah, question? Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing you say how easy it is to tap into your sevenness when you're yeah. on vacation, mm-hmm. but that's mm-hmm. a very small slice of the pie of your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. how do you do that at home? Can you never do that? So, what I have found to do that helps with that is as routined and disciplined as I am, I love change and I love new experiences. So I started something a couple years ago where every month I try something new for the month. Oh, wow. So one month I went vegan. One month I got on Bumble. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Of course. Another month I uh, stretched every day for 20 minutes. Um, One month I took ASL classes, Uh like just doing a new routine. So for me, that helps me tap into and move toward the health of a seven where you're having fun and it's a new experience. And just for me, getting out of that routine and that discipline Mm -hmm. helps me to, or that helps me to get out of that routine and discipline is to have something new to focus on. Man, that, I mean, that does resonate with me because I think well, and I'll say too, mine's not going to be wrapped up in a pretty bow. I think I'm in, I'm like literally in this because I've yeah. just, I've really, I'm in a season, you know, maybe just new marriage. There's a lot that's new. I'm trying to like, I'm really fighting to kind of find this space truthfully. Yeah. Um, and I, st- I just started reading um, John Mark Comer's Ruthless Ooh, Elimination Army. Yeah. yeah. I probably need to I don't mess that up. Good gracious. That above. is something else. I know it, it is. is. so, it's so simple truthfully, but so stinking profound yeah. to me. Mm. But it's, 
you know, truthfully, I think what I'm even finding, you know, a week, two weeks into that book is just, um, I think as a one in this city, something I do, I feel very obligated, you know, I feel very, mm. um, there's a lot that I, I, and, and the thing at the one, I wonder what you'd say with this yeah. found, but like, I really love it. Like I love my roles. Like yeah. I really, yeah. really like responsibility. Yeah. Like yeah. that's one thing that maybe comes with a one. Like, I don't think we, ones don't really shy from responsibility, maybe at a principle or whatever. Like, I love it. Yes. You know, if if there's anything that Allie and I've dealt with in our marriage, just like knowing, you know, creating healthy boundaries for us, because I can just keep saying yes to good things. And there's a lot of good things going on in this city, as we know. So it's just like, I can just fill it up, fill it up, fill it up. And so I think to answer your question, Annie, I think finding, I'm in it, but I'm like already just, you know, finding ways. What can I do in my schedule to maybe, like you said, I don't know if I would have used that word, but like mix it up, you know, take a Monday morning because thankfully my job can afford it at this stage where Mm -hmm. take a few hours and just read, you know, go on a walk, like disrupt it, you know, Mm -hmm. disrupt my, because I can just get in a groove in Nashville because we also love schedules as one. I do. Yes. Um, And you can like blink and have done the same schedule for six months. All day, every day, eat the (laughs) same thing, drink the same thing. And I'm happy. Yeah, right. Creatures of habit. But I think that's probably where that book is even like really pushing on me is just like, what does it look like to just really make it a discipline to like create space, slow down, Mm -hmm. not hurry. And that's, that's really feeding my soul thus far in the early journey of it. But I'm, I'm sitting in that question, honestly, I don't have some great answer to that right now. No, that is a great answer. What you gave. Yeah. Yeah. That is really helpful. Um, and you go toward a four as your stress mm-hmm. behaviors <sighs> and yeah. stress number. And again, we will. Rem- I'll remind y'all, it serves you. Mm-hmm. There's a way it serves you. Mm-hmm. And so let's listen to Suzanne describe that, and then I'd love to hear what you think. Uh, one's go to four in stress. And um, what happens with that is that if they are discouraged, they're more discouraged. If they're um, feeling like they they aren't getting anywhere, then they're more mindful that people aren't getting anywhere until they get to the place in four where creativity rises. And when ones who are stressed go to four, they find creative solutions to problems that they're struggling with. And that's super valuable because the critic doesn't leave room for creativity. So without the move to four, creative responses to life are just too hard to get to. Wow. So so what I'm hearing as we go through these episodes is that going to your stress number is not oh, always, always a bad a thing. thing. It's just how, how, it's how healthy or unhealthy you're going. You can't take care of yourself Got without it. the number you go to in stress. You can't do it. And so the, mm-hmm. the reality is, are you going to go to the healthy side of four or the unhealthy side of four? And the same is true with your security wow. number. Are you going to go to the healthy side or are you going to go to the unhealthy side? And that means that you do more than one Know Your Number workshop. You read more than one chapter. Mm-hmm. You learn about (laughs) all the numbers that you're connected to by a line on the Enneagram because you're constantly moving and you have available to you all of those wonderful gifts. Mm -hmm. If you don't just settle for, well, this is who I am. I can't do anything about it. You know, I'm I'm getting old, Annie. I'm 70, and I think that's a terrible answer. I'm too old to change. That's a terrible (laughs) answer. Agreed. Is she a one? Is that what she said? Uh, she's a, a two. That was a great two. answer. Yeah, that's yeah awesome. that was great. Oh, the creative like, solutions. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I just described, uh, you know, two years ago when I started, when I decided I was going to do something new every month. That was in response to being in a season where I was super lonely and felt like, my life was a bit out of control and that I, the things that I wanted, I wasn't getting. And I was like, well, I don't want to waste this life. I don't want to waste my time by being sad about things not happening for me. And so the creative solution that came out of that stress was I'm going to do something new each month Mm -hmm. and take advantage of this time that I have. Mm -hmm. So when she said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen Mm -hmm. that play out. Mm -hmm. 
Have you seen the healthy and the unhealthy side of four when you've gone to that stress number, Brad? Do you, do you resonate with what she said about that? Uh, I guess I want to, that was interesting. That, 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 that's kind of surprising to me. So I'm kind of thinking about that. I do think like my version of the going to the four is in some ways, I think that being a one, the the four is almost like the heart thing that shows up, Mm. you know, that like, I keep coming back to that, but I think that's where I get really thankful for the four that comes out but if, if I'm, if I can let myself be thankful, you know, and get to that space because mm-hmm. it's really uncomfortable. Like, cause for my four looks sulky, tortured poet, you know, like you don't know what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how hard no one it is. Gets it. Jealous. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody else has it easier. You know, it's mm-hmm. just this whole kind of victim mindset. Mm-hmm. But I think that truthfully what I've in my growth where I'm trying to keep growing and it's, we never really stop, but is like she said, that really is, if you, I think when I'm in my good space, it, it's such a gift because it's a check engine. It's like something's awry. Mm. You know, I wanted this to be better and it's not. I wanted this to go well and it didn't. I want this to be this way and it's not, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. And it's a chance to kind of get down into my heart a little bit and just feel life, you know? So it's like, I think the four is like that heart that just shows up and it's just kind of like, yeah, as much as you want to just kind of like create this perfect life doing X, Y, and Z, I'm also here. Like, hey, I'm over here. And it just, because it'll just, I don't know what you feel, but that sometimes it'll literally just show up. Like it'll, like a visitor at the door, my four will show up and I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. It's beautiful outside. (laughs) You know, it's like, or I've had a good week at work or, you know, all these on paper reasons. I sh- this is good. Mm. You know, I'm doing all the yeah. correct things, I would say, right, yes. as a one. Yes. And yet the four just sometimes... Like, I'm doing all the right things. Why is the four here? And right. something just shows... And it can be as wow. simple as, you know, sitting in the moment and realizing like, oh, man, last night this person said this, and that just kind of caught me off guard, and it hurt, mm. you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's, there's always something in there. It's like, it's just that thing for me that, like, you just... Life is life, and it comes at us, you know, and just mm-hmm. like the four is that life coming at me and just kind of in some ways lets me be human again. So that in that way, it very much is a gift, yeah. you know, because you just like as a one, it's my desire as a one to just conquer and create some list of rules where there's no pain ever again, mm-hmm. if yeah. I'm really honest. Mm-hmm. It's just like the four is just kind of like, yeah, good luck, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that's the beautiful spot because the four is the connector. I think that four is really what brings me back to where people feel less lonely with me. Because I know when mm. I'm just full on one, other people feel lonely that with that. Because they're just like, I can't relate to your desire to just go, 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 do, mm. do, 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 you know. Yeah. The four brings me back to this place that I think gets, it builds a bridge back to relationship, you know, both with myself. Wow. You know, I can't, I did great today and still life happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. something happened to me. And then that other part that somebody looks at me and goes, oh, I thought you were bulletproof. You're not? All right, let's talk. Yeah. You know, that's less lonely. Yeah. You know, so in some ways, long winded answer, but no. that's what I would say. Like yeah. it's it I think it is a gift when you can get the gift of what it's trying to give you. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Val, do you feel that your four when you walk toward a four as a stress number, does it feel like a gift sometimes too? Um, yes. It's interesting. When I think about both stress and security. I, my behavior's the same, mm-hmm. but the thought and motivation behind that behavior changes. Mm. So if I'm in stress, I get emotional. I'm a pretty emotional person mm. all the way around. But when I'm stressed, I get emotional and start to say things to myself like, no one gets it. Mm. No one understands. I'm the only one dealing with this. And I turn quiet. I don't mm. go to my friends. I don't go to my family. I turn really quiet and introspective mm. out of fear and frustration. Mm. Out of oh, fear wow. that no one gets it and out of frustration that this is the way I feel mm-hmm. and I can't get out of this funk. Mm-hmm. In the same way in security, I can get emotional and quiet, but the motivation behind that is like peace and stillness that this is just the way it is and wisdom that the Lord is in it with me mm-hmm. and the solitude feels like a very sacred place mm-hmm. versus in stress, solitude feels torturesome. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm choosing to be quiet, it's because it's, again, a response to a fear I'm feeling instead of no one really understands what I'm feeling, but that's okay because the Lord calls that sacred, mm. a space for just him and I. Mm. So it's been interesting to kind of reflect that way of like, there's similar behaviors happening, both in security and stress, but the inner workings of my brain and why I'm going there changes. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about I don't know why I was, I was, as you were saying, something just resonated where, again, I, I, I think another thing too is just, 
know, that four, I've got a friend of mine, Rob, who is in my wedding and, you know, when we're together, he just, he probably maybe better than any of my other friends. Like he'll, he can kind of see, he sees the four in me. Mm. Like, and he just really cares for me and he knows me. Mm. And so he'll, I mean, I just, I can think about it when he just starts saying like, where you at BB? <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's like this sweet, it's, it's, it's super loving. You know, yeah. it's his way of saying like, don't leave us. Don't leave us. We need you here. Mm. And, and like, we, I want you here, you know, like, yeah. and I think it's that, you know, because that's what that, when you talk about that four, it's just, it's so, the work for us, for me, speaking for myself, but is in that learning how to reconnect and and say, like, I'm just not doing okay right now. And I don't, yeah. I'm thinking about some things and even talking about what I'm thinking about, because it can feel crazy and, you yeah. know, like, I'm insecure about this, you know, and learning how to get that out loud. But also I'm just thankful for friends that thankful. like, I guess I've been human enough around that they can say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're like, dang, I'm okay. I can't, I can't even hide anymore. That's such yeah. a, that's a gift. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for those kinds of friendships. Well, that says a lot about you and the work you've done mm. and the willingness you have to be human. Yeah. People. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that feels new. That wasn't the way I was 10 years ago, mm. truthfully, hmm. you know. And that's, again, where I think some of this journey's been. It's like, oh, this is something. I'm angry to get more of the – I want to I know myself. Mm-hmm. I want to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to have deep friendships. I don't want to hide, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like the longer I've let Enneagram be a tool in my life, because I go to – as a seven, I go to one as my stress number, right? Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. do act – more like y'all in those times, and it can be a gift. Mm -hmm. But I feel like sometimes it, uh, 10 years ago, it was an iceberg that I hit. I was the Titanic every Uh, time. Mm. And now, yeah. Yeah. And now I feel like it's an iceberg I see coming. And I go, okay, how do we readjust? How do we use that iceberg to help us know where to go versus slamming into it? So I feel like the longer you're in relationship with Enneagram, yeah. the the further away you're able to see the iceberg. Yeah. Does that feel true? That's a – I love that analogy. I love that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I love that. I mean, I think – and there's some pretty clear ones for me. Maybe that's again – and maybe I just say that because I've – maybe I've had the benefit of being around it a little bit – I don't know, 10 years or whatever. But um, self-care is just such a hard one for me. Like, I, I mean, that's maybe just for everybody. That's not anything special. But maybe as ones, I, I just— I think it's harder for some numbers than others. For yeah, sure. if, yeah. So I think that's just such a one from like, that's— it's just so clearly when I start to feel sulky and getting in that torturous space towards myself, it's just pretty evident that I've I've forgotten boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, or like I've just like just run ramshot. And it's good things. That's mm-hmm. always what's hard about the, you know, one, I would say, is like it's duties. It's stuff that I love. Yeah. that's unfortunately becoming too much, you know, yeah. and, and it's ke- keeping me away from ultimately myself, you yeah. know, self-care, listening to my heart, you know. So I've got some that, that and that's just a huge gift. It's just like, oh, man, okay, there it is. I see yeah. it. And it so it very much so, yeah, that resonates because mm. I can just feel it and, like, I feel it in certain places in my body. I'm like, mm. oh, there it is. Okay, there it is. <laughs> it's showing up. I need some, you know, and I, I do. I need some solo time. I need some yeah. solitude. Yeah. I need that's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. That's like so I've, interesting. Both of y'all said that solitude is part of the, the makeup. Yeah, that's something that I've had to work on, though. That's mm-hmm. something that I've had to chase down, um, and kind of discipline myself mm-hmm. to enjoy it, mm-hmm. or at least participate in it, and then it moved to a craving and an enjoyment. Enjoyment. Yeah. But talking about the iceberg, I think for me. I listen to that critic and the tone and the words that it says, and it can kind of steer me toward understanding, uh, am I moving towards stress? Am I moving Mm. towards security? Mm. Um, Because, again, that voice can be really kind and still and truthful in the sense of, like, what I think the Lord would be saying to me Mm. in a moment. Or it can get angry and resentful Mm. and um, frustrated and... So for me, I can kind of monitor what's what's what tone is happening up here, mm. um, and that kind of signals me toward, you know, am I feeling stressed out about something yeah. or am I feeling okay about something? Hey, friends, just taking a short break from this conversation with Brad and Fallon to give a shout-out to our amazing partners, Flamingo. What are some of your routines and rituals each day that keep you centered and help you feel ready for your day? Things like your morning tea or coffee, reading or exercise, or listening to your favorite podcast, thank you very much, on your way to work. 
We need those routines, but sometimes doing things day after day can get a little dull, right? Things like shaving. And trust me, you just don't want the words dull and shaving in the same sentence. Well, with Flamingo, we can turn shaving from a chore into a ritual. Our friends at Flamingo want to elevate the parts of your daily routine that deserve more attention with feel-good body care products that work, like a $9 award-winning razor and shave gel formulated to help you get your closest shave. And right now, you can get Flamingo's award-winning shave set for just $16 at shopflamingo.com slash Annie. My Flamingo razors are seriously one of my favorite parts of my daily routine. They're beautiful, like white and rose gold. They feel good to hold. They get their job done exceptionally well. I just love them. Flamingo was started by a group of women at their men's shaving company, Harry's, who wanted shaving to be a better experience for women too. So they crafted razors that are both lovely and affordable, only $2 per blade. And they spent over seven years perfecting products for those daily self-care rituals that help us look and feel our best. And with Flamingo's 30-day money-back guarantee, you can try it out risk-free. So get the Flamingo Shave Set with everything you need for a luxurious, smooth shave at shopflamingo.com slash Annie. The set includes Flamingo's award-winning razor, also award-winning shave gel, and some body lotion, all for just $16 plus free shipping. That's one less trip to the drugstore, friends. So get yours today at shopflamingo.com slash Annie. That's shopflamingo.com slash Annie. And now back to finish our conversation with Fallon and Brad. So what do y'all need the Lord to say to you? Like, what what do you need him to say specifically to you as in your oneness? I love that question. I feel like that could be like a devotion. I mean, just a, that'd be a great question to just <laughs> sit in for a morning. Hmm. I think for me, I think the thing that probably comes to mind most is I enjoy you. Hmm. Like, I think it's such another thing, like, and maybe it's just in church, we hear God loves us so much, yeah. and that's huge. I mean, sure. that's, uh, you know, critical and uh, profoundly beautiful. And so th- we've got our own journey with learning, like, what he means by love. Mm-hmm. But I think it's sure. a whole different thing for me to start to think that God really enjoys me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, this idea that he's like, man, I just love, and even hearing God say, like, I miss you. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. miss all of you. You know, like, I enjoy you. You're such a joy. I like being with you. You know, like, I think as a one I can feel, and I do this with my friends. My friends have to almost like correct me on this, but I can feel that we're friends because of something. Like I'm doing something for them. I'm achieving something for them. Uh-huh. And it's it wrecks me when friends are just like, man, I miss you. And I'm just like, mm, I don't trust you anymore. You know, or like, you know, it's just this part of me. It's just like, oh, that wrecks me. You really yeah. like me? Like you enjoy mm, me, you know? Because wow. it's not, duty based or just like I just want to be around you like mm-hmm. I just like where where you been mm-hmm. you know like that's and so I think to hear the lord his enjoyment over me mm-hmm. is like you know that would be what I'd love to hear yeah or I, I that's what I need to hear yeah. And, yeah. and believe yeah so for me what I need to hear the lord say is the way you are is exactly how I created you mm-hmm. and it's good mm-hmm. I think I just need him to remind me that the way I am, both the good parts and the not-so-good parts, like I don't have to keep trying to change versions of myself to be better and the the best thing ever, but the way I am right now today with all those facets of who I, facets of who I am, mm-hmm. that is exactly how I created you, mm-hmm. and it is good. Mm-hmm. It's like I need to go back to God and Eden creating Adam and Eve and calling it good. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's really what I need to hear. Mm. So for those of us who love ones, that we have a one in our life, what do we do? What do you need? (laughs) What do we need? I think for me, I always thought everyone had a critic in their head. I always Mm. thought people constantly had a voice going on, whether they were in a situation with someone. You're Like for me, I monitor and assess and analyze everything all the time. I don't know if you relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go to a party, I'm constantly aware of people. I'm, I'm aware of myself, how I'm presenting myself. When I leave that party in the car driving home, I'm assessing how that experience mm-hmm. went, how I presented myself, how people received me. Did I do a good job? Did I love people well? Were they glad I was there? Um, and I think it would be helpful for me if my friend just knew how 
constant that assessing mm. and analyzing was and how tiring it can be. <laughs> because if they did understand, what would they do for you? I think a lot of the time I, and I don't know if this is a one thing, if this is a Fallon thing, but I tend to be pretty optimistic and hopeful and positive and, you know, we can do it. I can do it. Things are going to be great. Um, and I forget to allow people to just check in and say, how are you doing? And really be like, not great. Mm. Not great today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tend to be like, not great, but you know what? Tomorrow's going to be better. It's a whole new day. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> um, and I think I maybe just need people to check in a little bit more. Mm. And also for myself to give myself freedom to give an honest answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that all that, man, that deeply, all that really resonates with me. Um, I would say the check-in thing is always super loving to to me as a one. Yeah. Like literally just, hey, where are you right now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like just that idea that, you know, I think as a one, we can, I, I can get so, um, I can just get my head real fast, mm-hmm. real fast. And... Just somebody saying, "Hey, tell me what's tell me what's you're thinking about. Where are you?" And the willingness to really hear it mm. and yes. not take it like let my let it be messy a little bit and let it mm-hmm. get out sideways because it's I, you know I, don't, I think you know what I found is it's really I mean beautifully amazing. But when I get it out, it's like it's defawed. You yeah. know, like it's like oh, I've yeah. said it. Wow. Oh, that's not crazy. Yeah. No, no, I've thought that before too. Anyways, you know, go go do this. You know, yeah. this wow. kind of like as soon as it's, it's out, it's good. Yeah. You know, it's like we. And so that's even where like journaling's helpful for me. That's I, I'm even learning journaling's a great gift just to get it out of my head yeah. and stuff like that. But I think the check-ins huge. Just like, hey, where are you? Um, and I loved. I wrote down what Suzanne said. I just thought it was really beautiful. Her saying, and I think this is the gist. But what do you what do you need to feel okay? Yes. Like almost, you know, because I think the other part is we can't. I can get just so grandiose, and it just gets sideways. I'm not, I'm just like. I'll go into a party and I've got, I don't even realize, but I've got expectations, right? Or I go into an event and I've got, we just have these grandiose, I don't even know what they are. Mm -hmm. And so this question for ourselves, for others, for Mm -hmm. our performance around others. And for somebody to just kind of help me put boundaries on what I'm feeling Mm -hmm. or thinking maybe too, just Mm -hmm. like, hey, what do you need for this to go well? You know, and wow. and yeah. and having to sit in that and be like, well, geez, okay. Um, I think if this this and this happened, it'd be great. Okay, cool. Okay, I th- and then maybe they give feedback and say that that's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot to expect. You know, I'm just you know just to be in that question with yeah. me yeah. is really great because I think as a one, we just can I can just have these expectations that are just not realistic. Yeah. You know, but sometimes I can't even but work to them. The expectation is literally just a feeling. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the sure. critic or whatever. I'm just yes. like, it's just, mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be better, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I'm just like yeah. feeling this like big ecstasy, like expectation. Yeah. Um, so putting some parameters and having somebody sit in a question with me, of like, what do you need right now? You know, yeah. what, did, what would be, what would, what would make this go well to you? Mm-hmm. What would make this feel like it went well to you? Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. talk about it. Man, that's really helpful. You know? Yeah. Is there anything we didn't say about ones that y'all want to make sure we say? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I have lots of notes. <laughs> we don't need to go over all of them. <laughs> Will you post them on your social media? Yeah, post yeah, them yeah. on the That Sounds Fun Network. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone come to me. No, I, don't, I really don't think so. I mean, I think, you know, maybe that we are fun. You know, and I say that like obviously, especially out of town, we will we'll beat everybody at that game. Get us out of the get us out of Davidson County. Get me out of Davidson County. I'll show you. The funny thing is, as a seven in security, I go to five. Uh So when I'm on vacation, I am the most quiet one. And it lets down everyone. Yeah. Because they think we're about to turn it up. Yeah. And I want to not say anything. Totally. I want to read. I want to sleep in. I do exactly what y'all do. Yeah. In the opposite way of, I just turn off on vacation. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different thing yeah. because I'm a fi- I become more five-ish. So yeah. I go in a cave and I ask questions and I mm-hmm. think and I mm-hmm. grieve and I, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's weird. But yeah, I mean, and maybe I just would say like, and that we really do, that the, we're our own worst enemy. We've said it, but just realizing yeah. that when the critique, when the critique comes out from us, we're the we do it to ourselves the worst. Mm-hmm. Like it that needs to be known about ones. Yeah. Like we really, yeah. it's just a 
thing that's that's the way we are. That's yeah. the way God built us. And there's yeah. a huge, again, we've done it, we've said this, but there's a huge gift to it. Um, but we're beating ourselves up worse than, you know, what we do to other people. Right. And I would say when we do get really critical with our friends and family or really judgmental or bossy or controlling, it really does come from a place of I deeply love you and mm. deeply care for you and really want the best for you. And mm-hmm. I know it's coming out sideways and I know I'm being bossy and controlling, but it really does come from a good place. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go, you know, through all the energy and the commotion if I didn't really love you and care about you. So mm. I know it comes out sideways, mm-hmm. but not every time. Not every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. I think you are both very healthy in your lives and therefore healthy in your oneness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really thankful. Mm. I'm thankful for both <gasps> of you. Thanks. The last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. I love that question. I know. It. Okay, good. Because we're fun. Yeah, right? so much fun. I have a long list. <laughs> <laughs> you go. Okay, so right now, it being summertime, my new favorite, well, not new, I've been doing it the past couple summers, but my favorite summer activity is pickleball. <laughs> have you played? No, I've heard it's amazing, though. Oh my gosh, Brad, we have to play. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, get everyone to come to the courts and play. So pickleball is. You, you and Craig this? have been in a fight for weeks at work about it. Uh, Craig? <laughs> We're still not over this. Um, Craig was evil. He kept slamming the ball. This is a podcast. (laughs) America. He can't can't defend himself because he he has no microphone. Um, So pickleball is essentially uh, ping pong and tennis put together. Um, And so it's like a little, like, is it a wiffle ball that has like the holes in it? Yep. And then you have these paddles that are a, a little bit bigger than a ping pong paddle. And then you, you have a tennis court, but it's shortened. So everything... The sizing I'm just very changes. Interested, yeah. The paddles get bigger, the court gets smaller, and you can play twos or fours, and you just lo- lobby it back and forth. Where's the court? So you can do, go to any tennis court, and there's oh, usually you can be on a tennis court. Yeah, but there's yeah. usually pickleball lines. <gasps> yeah, there's pickleball lines there's on a tennis pickleball court. Pickleball lines. Yeah, that's a pickle. Next. <laughs> Sorry. Next time you go to a tennis court, look for the pickleball lines. And they're there. What, what, how will we know them? Which ones are they? So you'll see like the main bolded white ones uh-huh. that you can tell are the, the tennis ones. And usually the pickleball lines are like lighter. They're usually like a blue color. Okay. Um, you'll start noticing them. But yeah. Okay, it's pickleball. It's so much fun. I love it because I feel like the skill level is low enough that pretty much anyone can participate totally. in pickleball. Yeah. And so it's just fun that like... Outdoor it's activity. Not, yeah, it's not one of those sports where it's like, well, I'm not really good at football, mm-hmm. so I guess I'll just watch. It's like, no, everyone can participate. Everyone can at least hit the ball once or twice. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like this was like a big thing in the mid- Midwest a little bit because there's like restaurants you can go oh, to yeah. and play at the... Chicken rec- and like, Pickle is a yeah. place. Yeah. I've never been, Kansas but City, it's in Kansas maybe? City. Yeah. Uh-huh. Eat some chicken, play some pickleball. We need that. It's so much fun. Although chicken and then moving around a lot, I'm just like, I don't know if that. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. I would do a little uh, rumble on the tumble. Brad, what about you? What answer. sounds fun to you? Um, can I give like two answers? Yeah, of course. Oh, I couldn't yes. do. Okay, oh, you said you had a list. You can keep going. If no, you, no, no. You, okay. we can. Lock, lock oh yeah, yeah, lock, yeah. We'll play some Y'all pickleball. Can pickleball yeah. back and okay, forth. We'll pickle, about this. we'll pickle back and forth. Yeah. Um, so one I'll say is. Um, I mean, first it's a it's a layup, but I said this earlier. But just traveling with Allie mm-hmm. is like uh, it, it's been so fun. Marriage is so, so interesting because you like, you know, you just jump in. And there was I had some fear. I'm like, I love to travel, and I know for us, it's like, man, is this is she gonna like traveling together? Mm-hmm. Like, are, how are we gonna how are we gonna travel together? Yeah. And so that's just a it's such a fun space for us. She's a six, and so I get she goes to nine, and just seeing yeah. her like, you know, I, even her health kind of come out on vacations. Yeah. It's just like. It's just really fun. So mm. I'm traveling with her is mm. super, super, super fun. And so that's that's something that's super fun to us. Um, but the other one I was going to say is uh, <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> laugh because I used to give a hard, hard time to Catan players. Oh, <gasps> yeah. And, and now you're in? I've fallen in love with Catan. I've never played. <laughs> I've never played either. And I'll call it, I'll call it um, maybe Catan and cocktails. Like we'll, we'll, go, uh-huh. we'll go and play with the Wurtzes. Yeah. You know, Matt and Andy, some dear yeah. friends of ours. And we just have so much fun. Uh, oh Matt told me about it just the other day where he was like, we've got the extension. Oh ex- I mean, he yeah. is. We're dialed in. I bet he left us to go play with y'all because he was playing yeah, that the, night. The situation we're currently dealing with is that Annie, his wife, <laughs> yes. is laying sod to all of us. Oh repeatedly. <laughs> she is she is she's she's currently the queen of Catan and we're we're gonna figure that out. But Isn't it like hours long? Not the way that 
<laughs> not the way, not the way that Annie plays, plays it. Because I mean, she's the number like, of times she's like, gun. "Oh, there you go, I got ten points now." And we're just like, <laughs> but that's a that's slow a, down, Annie. You're new to the community. <laughs> uh, that's like that's something that's been really fun, like yeah. to play oh, a game. Awesome. And the words themselves are just like we tr- do a lot of travel. You know, that's getting yeah. married at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of those gifts we both as couples talk about. It's just a huge, yeah, just a gift. And yeah. so that's something that's really fun. Their wedding season. is where I spent the most time with your wife, Allie, yeah. that we have so far, and I. Just enjoyed it so much. Oh, we yeah. sat together. I thought yeah, she's great. I like her so. Every time I met her, I thought that. But getting some extended time that night was. She talked about it a bunch. Right. She yeah. was like, "Man, Annie is the coolest." I thought the same about her. We totally <laughs> fell in friend love that day. She loved love that that, yeah. that wedding with you. Yeah, me too. That's I loved it. Sweet. It was really fun. I'm awesome. um, Do you have one more since Brad did too? Yeah, did too. it's only fair, right? Um, I'm surprised you didn't say golf. By the way. Is that coming? Well, that's such a light, you know, it's such a brand always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just part of the routine. Always fun. That's right. So the other thing would just be, of course, baseball. Summertime. Listen, you know, around here, we love baseball. I actually, talking about vacations, um, a month ago, I guess, I went to Probably Florida two. for a spring training game. Oh, you were, yeah, you're, you're when you say baseball, was, you mean baseball. <laughs> oh, oh, baseball. She baseball. The pickleball level no, of baseball. No, no, no. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to go watch MLB, the, I'm, I'm yeah. going to watch the Orioles in yeah. Florida. <laughs> Who's your the team? Tigers. The Tigers. Yeah. The Tigers. Yeah. Tigers. Okay. Yeah. The Tigers. So what sounds fun to me is actually May 14th is the first home game at the Sounds Stadium. Yes. First, sorry, first Friday home game. Those yep. are so fun. So, um, fun. so to get a $10 berm ticket and get yep. a hot dog and fries and Coke Icy's. They have Coke Icy's there <gasps> around every corner. I don't yeah. drink pop, but. Oh, yeah, that's right. Pop. 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 <laughs> that caught me off um, guard. Yeah. We so, should yeah. take an office trip, Brad. You and Allie are very invited to a sounds game. I love oh, that. It would be so in. awesome. Yeah. We, love, we love baseball. Yeah. I bring my mitt every time to games because I have a vision <laughs> that when I'm out on the you berm. You own a mitt? Yes. And what's the burn? Burma. Burma. I, do you know what that word is? Is it, she talking about the, 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 the grass? Knoll. Grassy knoll. Um, past the is outfield. that a special name for ours, or is that the name of the grassy knoll? I think if there's ever a grassy knoll behind it's always the outfield, named a berm. it's the berm. Thank I you. think. I don't sure. know. I'm just respecting how much you, yeah, you know. <laughs> and the glove. The glove. A a glove. I don't own a glove. Move. I don't own a glove. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, used to, I, used to, yeah. I used to play It's my ball. glove from when I played softball when I was okay. little. I was so actually, you take it in hopes. In hopes that there'll be a high fly ball home run, and I will be able to catch it, and they'll catch me on the big screen. We can just schedule get you getting on the big screen. That's I mean, a phone come call. on. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Can you schedule someone popping up a fly ball? So I can't. No, I can't. I can't promise you that part. I can promise you a ball and throw them the a lob. Yeah. Give me the old, let them wheel hey, on it. Center fielder, <laughs> toss that back here. <laughs> I love it. That's uh, awesome. You guys, thank you so much for doing this. Of this was course. amazing. Such an I honor. I hope we did a good yeah. job. Or I did, did a good job. You both did an absolute That is what we're wanting to do. Was it, did we do it, it correctly? Really well, I'm also like, Brad did such a good job. Should I have said more? <laughs> Well, oh, good. As man. long as the other feels like you did good jobs, yeah. Absolutely. You think I did okay? Oh, yeah, I'm in the deficit here. No. No, no, no. 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 Y'all both were awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. Don't even worry about it. You're awesome. <laughs> You guys, aren't they great? Oh my gosh, I feel like I understand ones better than I literally ever have in my whole life. Be sure to follow along through the rest of Any Summer 2021 so you get to hear about each of the nine types and if you're a one. Be sure to share the show with friends and loved ones who it would help understand you better. It helped me so much. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and out on tour. All the places you may need me, that's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I'll do the same. Have a great weekend. I hope I see some of you guys this weekend on tour. And we'll see you back here on Monday with our Any of Summer 2021 Type 2s.